Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1109, July 11th, 2023. 106 degrees on this day in 1936. I forgot to write down the low. Huh. That was uh, some other time. It was much colder than that. <laughs> yeah. But I know why I forgot to write down the low, because I became enamored with looking at a stretch of 100s. It began July 6, 1936, 104. On the 7th, 101. On the 8th, 101. On the 9th, the record was established in 1976 at 99. On July 10th, 1936, 106. On the 11th, 106. On the 12th, 106. On the 13th, 105. On the 14th, 108. 14th, 108. July of 1936 was a hot one. Was really a hot one. She got warm, and I bet the kids wish they had Aquaside back in the thirties, mm-hmm. because they probably spent the entire month of July in the lake, but they didn't. They weren't able to keep it free of weeds and algae and muck because Aquaside products weren't invented yet. They are now, and they'll keep your beach clean and free of weeds and algae. They've been keeping beaches free of undesirable vegetation for more than 60 years with a complete line of products made in White Bear Lake, by the way, that work quickly and they're easy to use and they've been approved by the proper authorities. It's Aquaside. Man, it just keeps your swimming beach just wonderful all year long. You can tell who's got an Aquaside beach because right. that's where all the kids are. You don't see, plus, you don't see any weeds. Call Aquaside and tell them what you're looking at. One eight, They'll get you the right stuff. one 800 328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Sushi. Uh, GLers continue to astonish me with their knowledge of virtually everything. Yesterday, during, uh, oh, yesterday I read that piece from the 1910 newspaper in Ely. Oh, yep. Referring to the dry conditions and the, uh, the community effort to put out the fires, and they were awaiting reports from. The timber cruisers. Remember that yeah. phrase? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, wouldn't it be neat? I wonder if it was a vehicle. Uh, uh, what was a timber cruiser? Well, of course, uh, if I got one email, I got 10. Uh, Downing knows the uh, uh, writes, the cruisers referenced in the old Ely fire story are timber cruisers. That's what they called the guys who went out walking in the wilderness looking for good stands of trees to harvest. They were scouts looking for trees. Ironically, the area's vast deposits of rich iron ore were accidentally discovered by timber cruisers looking for good trees. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You like uh, a good tree, don't you, Mayor? I do. I do. Mm, that'd be a good gig for you. Uh, I would love to be a timber cruiser. Here's a note from Andrew Hayes. 
When reading the article about the fire near Ely, you and the cast were puzzled by the term cruisers and what they were talking about. I am by no means an expert, but I believe what they were talking about was the timber cruiser who went out in the woods to scout timber and mark the boundaries and take measurements of the inventory for the areas to be harvested. I have included an article that I quickly scanned for pertinence, and he linked me. Uh, This is from uh, Dirk. What is a cruiser? Uh, The term cruiser refers to timber cruisers. These are people who were sent out into the forest to locate and evaluate stands of timber for future logging. They would categorize stands of timber for species, quality, density, and accessibility. In that era, this was being done in what is now the BWACBWBWBWA. Okay, thank you, GLers. Also, we noted that the idiot vice president uh, said yesterday, uh, in fact, Downing has a note on that as well, Kamala calls culture a moment in our time. Not at all. Culture is not a moment. It's what a nation, a people share across generations. You have said that the mystery is an attempt to replace America with something else. They do that by pretending that culture is whatever they say it is one day at a time. There are no standards and no lasting values. They remove everything we believe in and replace it with their current agenda. There's a saying, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. They are counting on that being true. And during Kamala's... Who sent that? uh, Downing. Okay. I can't think of the author who said that. I should know the author. Um, Samuel Clemens. No. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson. No, no, a famous, uh, I think an Irish. Walt Disney. No. Uh, You'll recall that Kamala said something about it comes in the morning. Mm, Boy, does it ever. Referring to, I think she said joy comes in the morning or whatever. Joy, yep. Tom Wilson, it's a quote from the Bible. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Psalm Psalm 30.5. Okay. <clears throat> Isn't that beautiful? Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. And uh, uh, other very emailers, optimistic. other it's... emails. Here's Heidi. Uh, for his anger is but a moment, his favor is for life. Weaving may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now, I would love to think that that's, it's unlikely, it seems unlikely to me that Kamala Harris had a Bible quote at the ready. That just doesn't seem uh, likely. Doesn't, yeah, that doesn't uh, compute with me. So well. I'm, I'm, I'm going to discount the idea that she was offering some sort of uh, a theological observation. Well, she doesn't write her own speeches, does she? Or does she just go up there and wing it? It sounds like that was she a winging. It. That was a winging situation. So you would have to assume somebody taught her that. You would think so. And then I love to to clear up everything here. I've got so much to clear up and so much to get to. But yesterday, I don't think I mentioned it on Garage Logic. I might have saved it for Monday night sports talk. But I was telling Patrick. I watched uh, enough of the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble Beach to be just gobsmacked by the coverage of it. The, the film uh, 
we were getting of Pebble Beach was unlike anything I'd seen mm. in all my years of watching golf at Pebble Beach. And you've seen a lot of coverage. Oh, man. It was just fantastic. And I was I discounted drones. But I got a note from uh, uh, Al Wagner who says, Joe, loyal listener from Vermont and Tampa. I worked the 2019 Men's Open and 2023 Men's Open at Pebble Beach as a marshal. If coverage is better, it's definitely because they had a large number of drones flying over the course this year. I do not remember seeing any of them in 2019 when I worked the Open. There are many great holes away from the ocean. We saw all that this year Mm -hmm. with drone coverage. Mm It gave you a whole new... I already knew it was beautiful. This this took it to the next level. So I hope from now on any any tournament at Pebble Beach did, gets covered with the full deal. Did a drone follow a ball after tee They could do that, and they could take you into a... Well, you'd have a, to be a talented a pilot for that. One of those mansions that are on the course, and it was just... One of the greatest... Spectacles for me with drones is what they've done to racing, auto racing. Oh, sure. I bet. How they just they chase the cars around the track. They're yeah. right above them. It's pretty cool. I meant to ask you, did you watch the NASCAR from downtown Chicago? Uh, no, I missed that one. It was pretty interesting. There was one, one with all the crashes, right? Yeah, there was yeah. a clip that surfaced from that race where it said, you know, everybody was kind of bunched together in one turn, and someone said, Minnesotans trying to use a zipper merge. Right, I saw that. I think I was at another <laughs> race that weekend. Well, when was that? It was 4th of July. Oh, 4th of July. Oh, of July. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, yeah we, we, we were all on a commission. You know. Uh, yeah. Did Al have anything further to say, Joe, on Royce's theory that climate change is going to wipe out hole 18 at Pebble Beach? No, he did not. Oh, okay. Uh, Pat did not say that. <laughs> He's just worried about right. 18. How long is it going to last? Joe, we're losing 18. Well, it's been a billion years. I think we're okay. (laughs) Regarding yesterday's claim that we've seen the three highest temperatures in a row since... How do they account the warmest for days? How, how do they account for 1936? Oh, I'm so glad you reminded me of that. I, I thought you said they started keeping track in '79. Yeah, but how come I have the weather records for 1936? Well, because you're a scientist and they're not. Okay. Well, regarding that, Bert says I have questions about this. I'm sorry, not Bert, Ambert. I have questions about this global average temperature thing. First, how far back do the readings go? Well, the ones they used went back to 1979. More importantly, how accurate are the older readings? What data points are the averages derived from? One reading per continent, two readings per 1,000 square miles for one month. How are the readings standardized, and how long have these standards been in effect? And so on. I think you see where I'm going. Such a statistic is subject to so many variables, including human area error, so as to be meaningless. If we had accurate, thorough readings that suggested a steady rise in global temps over, say, 500 years, I would be more apt to listen. Also, it's high summer in the Northern Hemisphere. See what the reanalyzer concludes from that. Okay. The re-an- we're going to bring the reanalyzer to the fair, aren't we? Yes. Mm-hmm. I give you your pal and mine, John Kerry. This is a very important point. The, the, the climate crisis is growing by the day. You just saw and have reported on what happened in New York. All around the world, there are record-breaking days where the heat is greater than it's ever been before. 
This will be the hottest June and July. It'll be the hottest summer. It'll be the hottest year. And we all know that because the science is telling it to us and because Mother Earth is responding by telling us exactly what's going on. Was he on the tarmac of an airport? It looks like he is in <laughs> Windsor, England, 3.07 p.m. yesterday. He, but he did have time to come on to MSNBC. To Lisa the from the UP said, the Uper? The Uper, said, I don't think Mother Nature's branch office here in the UP got the global warming memo. It was 46 degrees at 6.30 this morning. Today, mm-hmm. July 11th, it is currently 59 degrees at 10.20 a.m. We may hit 80 by this Saturday. Anyway, it's beautiful up here. Free air conditioning from Canada and Lake oh. Superior. Life is good. I visited the local local uh, hardware NAC hardware and lounge the other day to sift through the nuts and bolts of life. I might have noticed more nuts than bolts. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. And uh, so I'm having lunch this morning. I eat fairly early. Brunch? And I had the Weather Channel on. What were you you eating? Put us right there. What was it? Cherries. Meatloaf sandwich. I bet you had had meatloaf last night. I had one too today. There's nothing better. Meatloaf sandwich is pretty oh, Did you heat it up or was I it I do. Cold? I'm a heater. Yeah, so am I. And I was, I was told that, that that's wrong. A L- little slice of government cold, cheese on yeah. it or not? I, I went without cheese. I went without bread. I just cut up hunks of it and ate it. So you dipped had a sandwich little, with no cheese and dipped no it bread. In a little mayonnaise. We are the okay. same person. It's frightening. I, I like the cold meatloaf. The next I'm a day. hot meatloaf guy. Call me now. Give I'm us a, a call. I'm a bad out of hell meatloaf guy. So... I have an exercise. Nope. 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 No. no it's not. I have an exercise for us today. I like okay. it. Thank you, John. Uh, first, I'm going to tell you something. And then I want to come back with an exercise. Well, this seems Speaking big, of then. exercise. Based on my meatloaf sandwich. Speaking of exercise. Yeah. Where can I get a bike? EcoFun. Okay. Well, in fact, right now at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest you know, I was prepared to I, do it. You were doing something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, you know I, what I think? I think your guy Rook here, he's, no, he's known you a long time. He heard your tease yesterday and thought you might need help when you said, when we come back, we'll be back. We'll be back. Right. So he was trying to help you guide in. I got that, that safety spot. net going right here for you. And EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake in Burnsville, for the first time ever, a manufacturer's authorized electric bike sale. Okay. This is the big guys telling Tim, put that stuff on sale. Buy any Bintelli or Scootstar electric bike at a regular price and get a second one hmm. of equal or lesser value at 50% off. It's a deal for me. Wow. So you go in and buy yourself the electric bike, you're getting a deal, then you get the second one at half price. Yeah. Nice. There's pictures of them here. They look like they'd be great to take camping. Big, thick-wheeled, off-road electric bikes. I was in, every kind. I was near a campground over the 4th of July. A lot of electric bikes. Uh, EcoFun has worked with Bentelli and Scootstar to be able to offer these high-quality electric bikes at this amazing sale price this July. Scootstar and Bentelli. And uh, you'll get the right fit. they got a big parking lot to test drive them in Forest Lake. Kayla is Tim's daughter. She's an expert on this. You will not leave on the wrong electric bicycle and while you're there check out everything else youth recreational equipment scooters that turn every urban errand into adventure apparel and helmets 
Uh, first time ever, manufacturers authorized electric bike sale. Buy any Bintelli or Scootstar electric bike at the regular price and get a second one of equal or lesser value at 50% off. Nice. That's in uh, Forest Lake on 97, just west of 35, and in Burnsville, uh, just on that service road of life near County Road 42, ecofunmotorsports.com. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. And to reiterate what we were just talking about off the air, you do have to see your doctor in order to get Viagra, Joe. You just can't waltz into a drugstore and buy that. I didn't say anything about this, people. This is Kenny being Kenny. Speaking of guys that need to see a doctor, let's talk about Mike Schoonover. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, the minutes coming out swinging today. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. He's the uh, team leader, the owner of Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. It's been a lot of fun working with Mike. I think our, I think our <laughs> relationship just ended. Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care on County E and Lexington up in Shoreview. He's the third generation owner. We usually find him in the shop, in the office, picking up, delivering vehicles, supervising the construction expansion, and dealing with us, the public. But even better than Mike is his staff. If you've had the privilege, you already know the team at Schoonover, they're going to go to bat for us. That includes dealing with our insurance company. They also keep us in the loop of, for the entire process from the day you drop it off until the day he calls you and uh, you can pick it up. That's why when you choose Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, you are choosing the best auto repair team in the Twin Cities. And those body repairs they do for us, guaranteed for as long as you own the vehicle. The official body shop and auto care shop of Garage Logic, SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Okay, back to the uh, the meatloaf sandwich. Yeah. I'm watching the Weather Channel during this lunch. And they, were, uh, they had a correspondent in the Green Mountains of Vermont where they've had some devastating flooding. I guess they had seven, eight inches of rain in 24 hours. Ooh. And these little creeks are swollen and wiping things out. They're admittedly terrible flooding. Right. And the uh, the Weather Channel people are breaking it down and creating some sort of mathematical equation. If this is a 500-year flood, then it's twice in 1,000 years and on and on. They were really, really going hard at it. And I hear this voice say, see? <laughs> well, it's the CP at the other end of the counter and... I said, what do you mean? Well, look, at that's climate change. 
Uh, I said, okay. Uh, and then I play a game we've played before, and I think we should all play it. I said to her, what are you going to do about it? Are you not going to drive your car today? Are you not going to have air conditioning? Are you not going to have an oven and a refrigerator and a washing machine and a telephone and a TV and on and on and on? Because you could demonstrate if you broke it all down how fossil fuels are so necessary to the existence of life. Yes, you in the back. Did she volunteer to pay carbon offsets? Because no, that's I, I don't. The, uh, I don't let the conversation get that far. Okay, because that'll fear, cost you money for fear right. of <laughs> disruption. But my point is, uh, so I started thinking. Okay, let's say let's all be euphorians for let's all be mysterians for a minute. Give it a try. Sure, let's give it a try. We believe firmly that humankind is destroying the earth. Yep, we're on. We're in John Kerry's camp. To the extent where we even excuse him from flying around because we need him. He's our leader. Because he's he's our leader and he's going to solve this. He's fighting for us. Champion. Okay, so so if I'm truly that committed to the belief that humans are destroying the earth, then I would have had to call, assuming I still had a telephone... I would have had to call here. I'm being very serious now. If I'm committed, I would have had to call here today and uh, talk to a superior and say, I'm not coming in. What the hell? I don't own a bicycle, and I don't believe in public transportation any more than my car that I used to have. I sold my car, (laughs) and I'm not coming in, and I'm not using my scooter because both the scooter and public transportation are relying on fossil fuels. So what would that mean? Well, there would the show would be done. We'd be over. Hmm. This is just theory, right? And that, that's just that's just this little okay. show okay. would be over. So imagine if everyone who who has adopted this as their faith This is what passes for religion in their lives, is their adherence to saving the earth. Okay. Well, then we no longer have Western civilization. We have to go full on Dick Prenicky or Amish. Yeah, it's over. Right. You can't, there's no other way. Like these limousine liberals, like one I happen to know, that sits around and says, well, they have to do something about it. And I'll say, who's they? The government. And then I point it out. And then she'll say, oh, solar and wind. I say, okay, that's great. Uh, the technology is really, really uh, tardy. We just had a solar farm in Kansas get destroyed by a hailstorm. So the town reliant on that solar power for their electricity does not have electricity as we speak. Mm-hmm. You can look that up, by the way. That just, do I have it? might have it. You're getting distracted. Keep yeah. going. You're still euphorian, still euphorian. And and so wh- how could I possibly be ro- Who's the guy that lives in the cave? The only guy we trust. Pedro, Pedro Luca. Pedro right. Luca. We'd yep. all have to be Pedro Luca. You'd have to live in a yurt. Or better yet, a yurt might require material. You'd have to live in a cave and not burn anything. 
you couldn't have a fire to burn yeah, the wild animal you just got lucky enough to to wrestle to the ground. I'm beginning you not wouldn't to have like a this firearm game. I don't be- like this game. Because that would be manufactured and right. that would require fossil fuels. So where does where do these true believers want to take us? What what is the answer? Ted Kaczynski. If you stopped, if we all stopped driving tomorrow, do you think that would have prevented the rainstorm in the Green Mountains in Vermont? No. No. And you're right. My examples are bad because uh, our guy Prenicky relied on airdrops. Yeah, he had an airplane fly him in stuff. The airplane used fuel. The Amish regularly get driven around in vans. And they have semis and trucks and stuff deliver um, st- stuff to them and pick stuff up from them. So I've driven through Amish country. That's a bad example, also. And I see pickup trucks. Right. Yes, uh, you in the back. Meanwhile, an account that I follow that points out said hypocrisy, like you were just talking about, is a video. It's about fifteen seconds long of forty thousand four zero forty thousand child slaves in the Congo that are forced to work in cobalt mines so that we can drive electric cars. Hypocrisy at its absolute finest based on what you Where'd you find about. that? Where, it's, it's an account that I follow called Amuse, but it basically points out said hypocrisies that uh, Joe you know, brings I've told up. You know, I've told you once, I've told you 15,000 bleeping times we don't get our news from a Twitter account. Mm, GL just retweeted it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry Can we stick po- to the game? Okay. Yeah, it's growing tired. I'm really getting tired of this game. I want to be back to I would, uh, normal life. <laughs> Just delete that tweet, Chris. It's probably true, but I need it from a different source. Oh, you think the bleeping Washington Post is going to go out to the Congo to find this? Well, a crazy baseball player has a point there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They're, they won't. You're right. They won't. Oh, so you don't think the Star Tribune is going to fly somebody to the Congo? To point no, this I out. don't. Okay, I don't. All right. Well, the New York Times doesn't even have a sports department anymore. Do you think they're going to fly somebody out there? No. Okay. Okay. My point is, everybody go. gets my point. My point is, what can anyone do except live responsibly? But even living responsibly isn't good enough. Would would be frowned upon by the true believers. Because living responsibly means I'm still going to use a car. Mm. I'm just going to drive it carefully. Well, that's not good enough because mm. you're using a car. Everybody has their line. And Where's your line? Living responsibly, I still want to have air conditioning when it's 92 and humid. Okay. What? So what would I be told by the true believers? Would I be given... Uh, authorization to use a certain temperature setting. And that setting uh, apparently would yes. be better than a setting I would choose. But then who is to Because they de- know more than I do. Who is to determine that? And that's where the danger is. We're going to tell you. We will tell you what your number you, is. You're pushing back on something, a great experiment that's already proven that it's worked. And you're wrong. And no matter how much you fight back, it's not going to help. The great experiment, uh, experiment, of course, masks. They didn't work. But they still forced us to wear them everywhere. Carrying a card saying you had been vaccinated, they still enforced that. And if you opposed it, you were the problem. Stay at home. These are your travel papers. 
if you're necessary, you can have these papers with you. And when we pull you over, we'll send you on your way. But we have no evidence that it worked. That doesn't matter. You know, you're absolutely right, Joe. I'm not debating you. But it's still, it worked. They're going to close, shut down your bar, shut down your restaurant, shut down your NAC hardware store. But we have no evidence that that would prevent seven inches of rain in 24 hours in the Green Mountains. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's not going to stop them, though. Uh, They've already proved it. It works. Where's the piece I have from the Federalist? Oh, I love black helicopter stuff and conspiracies. (laughs) This has got to be driving you crazy, John. Nah, I just ignore it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're my well, friend. Well, John, what have I said that you might might do? Oh, no, I, with? I, I, no, I'm I, talking about Kennedy. Well, yeah, he's talking the about stuff himself. I was saying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Here's a story from the Federalist. I keep what kind of your way? <laughs> what kind of man-made apocalypse are those Canadian wildfires? Question mark by Joy Pullman of the Federalist. Oh. Uh, we need to know before the left sacrifices what's left of our natural rights to the implacable climate gods. We need to know that we should give up our rights. I don't want to give up my rights. I ain't doing it. Uh, the skies are dark and hazy across the Midwest after inducing eerie yellow billows. Across the north and east, residents of western states such as California and Montana are used to such evidence of wildfires, but not residents of midwestern and eastern U.S. states. So this haze blanket stretching south from Canada feels surreal and even apocalyptic. Even more apocalyptic is the political context. We're two months away from the Biden administration potentially letting the United Nations seize power over the entire United States indefinitely in the event of whatever it defines as a global shock. One of the potential emergencies warranting this global dictatorship, the UN says, is a major climactic climatic this event. Wussy is willing to hand over the reins to them. Wow. Such as wildfire smoke affecting multiple nations, question mark. The wildfire smoke is not just seeping beneath America's hat. NASA says it's also reaching Europe. And we're barely out of the, of the unwarranted UN-fomented mass suspension of civil rights in disastrous COVID lockdowns. These kinds of threats are not in the least theoretical, One must also consider the historical pattern by which tyrants govern via states of emergency. Where are you getting this? This is amazing. Oh, wow. This is good. Which a euphorian would counter with, well, yeah, but they're a conservative thing. uh, Right-wing propaganda. Wow. What voice was that? I love (laughs) that. You were very theatrical. So I, about- I, guess, I guess I guess my my playing of this game is very apropos to the material that's in front of me, and the material in front of me is uh, is suggesting that the question the question we will be asked. Well, actually, the answer we will be told. Mm-hmm. 
we won't be allowed to ask the question. No. That question being, how many sacrifices must we make in surrendering our natural rights to the climate gods? Because remember, this has nothing to do with the climate. It's dangerous. This is a means of reconfiguring the way people live. Now we have to think, for what purpose? For what purpose must must we reconfigure? The way people live. Who's going to decide? Who's who's going to decide? Because Marxism and freedom are antithetical; they can't work together. There is no such freedom with Marxism, and with Marxism, there cannot be freedom. Do you think they actually believe that they can control us, especially here in the United States, or do you think? that they're saying and doing all these things in order to, I'll dumb it down, raise taxes, make more money for the government, penalize us. Because they've got to know they can't control us. They can control a certain part of the population. I'd say 50% right now. Yeah, unfortunately, it'd be hard to argue with that figure. But uh, it's got to be more about raising money. Yeah, I think it's B, Kenny. I really do. I think a lot of them know they're full of crap, but they know that this is what will keep them in power. But as they raise more and more money, the more of us are squeezed into untenable living situations. (laughs) Subservient, yeah. We're squeezed. We're, we're, We're wrung out. Because you, if, if, if the goal is to raise more and more money, the tool for that is taxation. If you keep increasing the taxation, then you can't drive what you're currently driving and you can't live where you're currently living. Correct. All right. So you're squeezed into what? Misery shared equally? Yeah, Yeah. subservient. You're, You're a bitch of the state. Yeah. And the state benefits how? Control. That they have their DACAs, that they suddenly the, the state now owns all the lakeshore property on Gull Lake, because that's where the uh, the bureau chiefs will live, and the uh, the clerks and the factotums and the people that are passing for justices and governors and legislators. What? I don't know. I don't want to be this way. I, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not by nature a black helicopter guy. But what possible? End game is play the John Kerry quote again, please. What possible end game is Kerry aiming for you mean here? The one I played earlier. Yes, is that the one you're looking for? The Sorry. one you played today. Yeah, that's what not I'm not the tried and true one. The one that we go. The one to you played on today occasion. that he yeah, every day is getting worse. Is right here, Mr. Mayor, and. This is a very important point. The, the, the climate crisis is growing by the day. You just saw have reported on what happened in New York. All around the world, there are record-breaking days where the heat is greater than it's ever been before. This will be the hottest June and July. It'll be the hottest summer. It'll be the hottest year. And we all know that because the science is telling it to us and because Mother Earth is responding by telling us exactly what's going on. Well, I, first of all, I think the science is questionable. 
Well, there is no we, science. We went through that exercise oh, no, yesterday. It's the but, same COVID science. Okay, but you know, it's human nature to act. So I, I do believe inevitably there will be action taken upon Carrie's types of words. What will that action be? And will that action stop a rainfall in Vermont? Whatever his action is, there's you 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 can't beat nature. You can. So where where are we eyes. going here? What John Height weigh in? What do you, do you also agree that it's inevitable that something will be expected to be done about climate change? Yes. Yeah, I agree. You can't you can't was. keep sticking a microphone in front of Kerry and have him say these same things. Eventually, action will be taken. I would uh, I would not disagree with that at all. I think uh, certainly the government will try to, depending on who's in power, of course. Uh, but, but yeah. But wait a minute. You have that sheet in that other room mm-hmm. that has what over fifty years of predictions that. That failed miserably. Right. There's enough evidence for everyone to read to say all of these climate predictions have not come true. And that's not stopping this runaway freight train of hysteria. That's basically, to generalize, coming from the left. Yeah. So I, that, that's what I'm saying. They're they're constantly proven wrong, but that's not stopping you know, them. I should retract that because... There are parts of the community, uh, sorry about that, um, that traditionally vote Democratic right. that couldn't care less about the yeah. climate Good because point. they've got an everyday struggle going on called survival. And the climate isn't even on their radar yet. It's being crammed down their throat. So I have to retract what I said. Right. By the same token, though, uh, all the polls show 60 to 70 percent of Americans think the climate is changing and that man's causing it. Right. But I don't think they, they would say start changing everything. You Does know that mean saying? they're not going to take their summer vacation? No, I, that's what I mean. It, they're they're not saying, well, we got to change up this and change up that to do it. We just think it's changing and we're doing it. <laughs> That, that's all I see from the polls. They're not going to change their habits because of it. Uh, when push comes to shove, when, when their back's up against the wall, they're going to be all talk and, and nobody's going to, they're just going to drop it and say, no, we're not I, doing I, that. I can't speak, I can only speak to garage logicians. Garage logicians, for the most part, probably lead responsible lives in terms of their husbanding the environment. Now, garage logicians might use a lot of fossil fuels, but they don't drive to work in a truck that's uh, being followed by uh, the smoke from the rings are shot in their truck. They take care of their stuff. Yeah. So they're not, they're not smoking up the environment because they're burning too much oil in their vehicle. That would be a no-no. Got it. Uh, well, it's a waste of money. It's a waste of money. Uh, well, there's nowhere to go with that. GLers uh, know perfectly well that GLers, by nature, are natural conservationists. We're last droppers. There, a great change will be coming, and. The question that people better be ready to ask is, and better 
be able to react is how much of my freedom am I going to allow myself to lose to the people who believe I must lose it to save the earth? How much freedom are you willing to lose? I'm not willing to lose any. any. I don't want one ounce. I'm not willing to lose any. No. And I think there is a global elite that looks at us as, look at these, these brats have had freedom for 250 years. How dare they? Yep. We're going to rein them in. For what purpose? Well, I guess we're back to what? Providing the elites with more money? I, I don't know. It 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 breaks down at some point. I just don't know. Aren't there absurd fees in London for driving? Yes. Depending on the vehicle you're in and how many people are in it. That's where we're headed. Look at uh look at the Minnesota freeway system on a fourth of July weekend. Oh god. Okay. Is that just going to one day stop? Are, are the tens of hundreds of thousands of people uh, going with their families to uh, somewhere for the 4th of July weekend? Are they going to say, for purposes of saving the earth, we're not going to do that? Can you imagine how local economies will crumble and in just in the course of a summer over three, four months? What if Brainerd no longer received any visitors for the summer? What if nobody went to the UP snowmobiling? What if nobody went to Colorado skiing? Can you imagine? Well, because the ultimate result of this game I played this morning at home, okay, what are you going to do? Are you going to stop driving your car? Are you going to stop this and this and this? Am I going to call KSTP and say the show's over? Well, then so is the economy. Mm -hmm. It's done. Mm Mm-hmm. And that would be just fine with a lot of people. The American standard of living would be done, over. How do they not think that this doesn't apply to them? Which I guess is which is the question you've actually been asking since we started this segment. How can you possibly imagine that this won't apply to you and that you won't suffer greatly? Just make it all about yourself for and two it, seconds. And the poorer you are, the more it will impact you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we ever going to get to state fair food today? <laughs> I got it in the resort. Don't worry. Okay, good. <laughs> hey, while you still own a car, I hope you got a garage. Because uh, my new garage guy is an entire family. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities. I have to make my appointment. I got a broken I, You really do, door. and I will before winter. I'm, I'm fine I'm right now. now. Uh, but I don't want to come out there in, the, in January when it's cold, I, if, in fact, it's still cold in January, and try to lift that door myself so I have to have help tuning that thing up. They do everything, the rollers, the springs, the opener, the garage door light that's supposed to come on when the door yeah. opens. They fix everything. They have new garage doors, too, if you're trying to improve your curb appeal. Uh, really great service. They're reached... No, don't to- don't underestimate. Your garage door is so important, and the fact that if it's broken or needs help, 
Yeah. That's the worst. I would never want to do that, but they know what they're doing. They do yeah. it every day. Well, plus all, you know, garage logic should always have a garage door client. And this is the only one we're going to have. Let's right? go. I'm going to use them. This is it. I'm writing their number They're down available here. 24-7. They don't charge more on weekends. They fix it correctly the first time because they know you're busy and they're busy, so they do it correctly. Get help on, and they uh, serve the metro in western Wisconsin. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities, and you can find them at precisiondoormn.com. Ricey for the Canopy Group. Think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of these. The Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 16 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation including two-year zip codes with the absolute best insurance company for you. This is done for you annually because your specific situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetite might change as well when you only have one option. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients with peace of mind knowing that the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com today. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. You know who this sounds like? Sounds like Dylan. Sounds like Dylan Hyde. Yeah, it does. It's an original. It is. Singing starts right here. My life been so no. hard. Uh, anyway, I can't uh, make it every day. Fourth of J- July, you can declare your independence this July with a Liberty Safe from Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Keep your valuables secure and safe from calamity, and at the same time, celebrate with savings on the most popular Liberty Safes at Maple Grove L and S. This explosive deal. It means we save now and then we enjoy peace of mind forever and ever and ever. Amen. The Liberty Safe made here in the United States. Fully transferable lifetime warranties and the best fire protection in the business. And when you swing in and talk to Rich at MGLS, you'll find professional delivery and installation readily available. All you have to do is ask. If you want to talk to him on the old phone, 763-494-9075, or stop into the showroom, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and of course, 24 hours a day at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Let's test my brain before we go to John. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at these records again. Most of July set a warm temperature record. In 1936, except on July 9th, snuck in there. The record was 99 in 1976. You could look this up. I'm, I'm going to bet you that the Twins were home to the White Sox. And what I remember about it was they drew a big crowd. 1976? Yep, and that the White Sox were going through that period where they wore shorts. Oh, yeah. Oh, remember that? Oh. Yeah, yeah. The White Sox wore shorts, which proved to be pretty comfortable on that day. 
because it was 99 degrees. Unless you're sliding into second. On July 9th, 1976. July 9th, 1976, the Twins were at Boston, but they did play the White Sox July 23rd. Hmm. Well, I was wrong then. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're... I'll give you See, that. my brain's destroyed. Does that give you a temp? It does not. I mean, here's I John Height. Ricey would have got that one right. Yeah, here's John Height. I did immediately go to newspapers.com when you did the high and talked about all the hundreds. Yeah. And the headline for July 12th yes. is, is hopeful. It's not, it says crop outlook is hopeful really? despite the heat, Isn't according to a survey of Northwest areas. Wow. Yeah. And rain was just cooling down. degrees on the 12th. Yeah, the corn July. was doing fine. The grain was not doing fine, they said, but the corn was doing great. And uh, there was rain moving in from the Dakotas as it cooled down. So be there you go. Well, it didn't cool down uh, till at least the 15th. Well, I don't have the records in front of me, but it stayed in the hundreds through the 14th of July. Okay. Yeah, that was July 12th. So yeah. you're somewhat, though, uh, you're somewhat validated because in 76, the White Sox did have the shorts. Yeah. Yeah. In the uniforms, yeah. which was a very, very odd look. Yeah. In the news, the family of the woman hit and killed in a car crash over the weekend say they couldn't have dreamed of the support they're getting as they mourn the loss of the mother of two. Family of John and Emily Girding, a husband and wife with a two and a six-year-old, confirm it was their van that was crashed into Saturday night in Robbinsdale. Despite efforts to save her life, Emily was pronounced dead at the hospital. The 20-year-old who hit the van was in a Tesla that was first seen to be speeding on 42nd Avenue near Highway 100. Robbinsdale police say lights and sirens were turned on by an officer that caught up to the car to try and pull them over, but the driver then took off. At that point, the officer disengaged from a chase. Police say the driver of the Tesla was going as fast as 90 miles an hour as it crossed over 36th Avenue and uh, on Orchard Avenue and crashed into the Girding's van. The surviving driver identified in search warrants as 20-year-old Quentin Leon Hudson of Minneapolis, taken to the hospital for treatment of non-critical injuries. He's being held on suspicion of criminal vehicular operation. A second warrant filed yesterday by police said the officers seized 4,000 dollars in cash from Hudson and numerous items often associated with identity fraud, multiple bank checks, credit cards, cell phones, and fraudulent identification cards with Hudson's photo. The car was not stolen, according to police. Its owner, Henry Horace of St. Paul, told the Star Tribune he was letting a friend use the car for a while. Horace said his friend told him that, quote, she was sleeping, she had the key, and he just took it. I don't even know, I didn't even know she was allowing other people to drive the car. It's another Derek Thompson case. You can make the presumption that this guy's got a criminal record. And yeah. there again, no one is safe from the uh, liberal policies that keep letting these guys back out on the street because that could have been your family at that intersection. Yep. Were yeah. the two kids in the car? I can't remember. Uh, two kids were not in the car. The yeah. father was injured. Uh, he had some critical injuries taken to the hospital. He should uh, be well. He should survive. It could have been any one of us. Right. Mm -hmm. oh, just like those poor just five like the souls. five gals that died. Yep. Mm -hmm. What you just tweeted, Reavers, is pretty good. Thank you, Kenny. Read that. What are you doing on the tweet during the show? The Read one. it. This is this. You're gonna love this. It's from a guy named Doctor 
Eli David. Oh, you're go, talking about that one. Yes. Go, go um, ahead, Reavers. Hang on one second. Dr. Eli David. A Spanish minister flies on a private jet to attend a climate conference. She then drives on a motorcycle, motorcade, excuse me, and a 100 meters before the venue, she gets off and takes a bicycle as her two security cars follow her. Right there. Of course. Right yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. You know where Kenny I'm, found that? I don't. Twitter? You Twitter. can go bleep Twitter. Twitter.com. Right? I am Twitter. Yeah. They're losing a lot of uh, folks here from what I read this morning. 100 million on threads. I'm not signing up for threads. I, I, I'm not doing that. Why, 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 why would I, I yeah. need Hold to? On. Hold on, John. You know I love you. I'm yeah. pushing back on that, what you yeah. just said, though. Go ahead. Sure. Just because just because someone's signing up for threads, that doesn't necessarily mean they're abandoning the other social well, media platform. All the analytics, I, I can read it to you if you'd like. Do it. Um, multiple internet traffic analysts reported noticeable declines in Twitter usage in the past few days. The results underscore the risk Meta poses to Twitter's business, raises questions about how or if Twitter can stem its losses. So I didn't, I didn't make it up. Does right. this seem like we're caught in the urinating match between two very, very mm-hmm. wealthy people? Yeah, well, this of course, is Zuckerberg yeah. and Musk. Yeah. Of course. Uh, They're going to have they, a uh, Johnson measuring contest. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. That was Musk's uh, tweet. In fact, to, he, uh, did Musk Zuckerberg. propose such a thing? Lay it out on the table, a Johnson huh? measuring contest? Well, well, yeah, he, t- he tweeted that, yes. Yeah. Just yeah. show him a thimble, Musk. That's yeah. all you need. <laughs> A Minnesota state representative from St. Cloud was arrested on suspicion of driving while intoxicated, according to an incident report from the state patrol. Representative Daniel Wolgamott of St. Cloud was arrested Friday evening. Uh, Wolgamott's a Democrat, represents District 14B, which includes St. Cloud, as well as parts of Stearns, Benton, and Sherburne counties. The report says a state trooper was looking for Lincoln MKX after getting reports of a man drinking in a liquor store parking lot just after 6 p.m. Who hasn't done that? The report says the trooper saw the Lincoln heading east on Highway 23 and saw it was missing its front license plate. The registration was expired, and it appeared to be weaving within the lane. The trooper then made a traffic stop near milepost 261 in Arthur Township, observed signs of alcohol impairment. Wolgamott was then booked into jail on suspicion of fourth-degree DWI and provided a fluid sample when a warrant was obtained by law enforcement. He had been named Legislator of the Year by the Minnesota Police Association last month. And he was still celebrating, huh? After authoring the COVID-19 Workers' Compensation Presumption Bill, he's the second legislator with a drunken driving incident this year. Republican Matt Grissel of Clearbrook was cited in February. He recently agreed to plead guilty to the fourth-degree charge. Is what he did in Golden Valley a year ago, or a couple of years ago, noteworthy? I didn't put it in the story. I did read it. Um, he evidently he crashed his car in the winter and into a yard or something. Yep, locked exactly. the doors. Got the hell out of there. Uh, yeah. They never did find him, or they weren't able to search the car, so they ended up mailing him a citation. Yeah, about a leaving mis- your car in a, in a yeah. in an area you shouldn't or whatever. In, in, a happen. misdemeanor. Is yeah. that uh, doesn't that sound like something we did when we were you know eighteen, nineteen years old? Let's just get the hell out of here. Uh, we might have. I mean, uh, I don't know, Kenny. Maybe you did. <laughs> right. I didn't. <laughs> of course. Oh. <laughs> Says the guy who walks, watches octopus videos. <laughs> octopus. Random octopus videos. I haven't seen it. I ain't seen it yet. You haven't seen, seen it? I ain't you seen it. You ain't seen all them legs they have? I haven't seen it yet. 
Governor Walz did have the illegal authority to mandate face masks when he declared a public health emergency in the early days of the COVID pandemic, according to the Minnesota Court of Appeals. In their ruling yesterday, they said uh, after Walls declared a peacetime emergency and mandated masking in most indoor spaces, the Upper Midwest Law Center sued, challenging the mask requirement as unconstitutional. Walls lifted the mandate in May 2021, at which point the Court of Appeals declared the case moot. But the Minnesota Supreme Court in February sent the case back to the appeals court to settle the key legal question behind the case, whether the Minnesota Emergency Management Act of 1996 authorized a governor to declare a peacetime emergency during a public health emergency such as the pandemic. The appeals court rejected as unreasonable the plaintiff's assertions that the coronavirus most likely originated from a laboratory leak so that the resulting pandemic did not occur naturally and therefore was not an act of nature. The appeals court used similar legal reasoning earlier this year when it rejected arguments by a woman who had been convicted of operating a wine bar and restaurant in Albert Lee in violation of the governor's pandemic orders. There are still people wearing masks. Yeah, I see people. Yeah, all the time I see you, yeah. Well, that's fine. Just don't mandate it. Right. Just don't yeah. tell me I have to wear one. Right. Couldn't care less what you do. The State Theater, built in 1937 in downtown Hutchinson, is up for sale. The theater includes three movie screens, four luxury apartments that can be rented out along with some retail space. They're asking $1 million for it. Owner Linda McMonagall, boy, I have a problem saying that, McMonagall, said, we think it's a good deal. I mean, it really is for what you're getting. It's the theater, it's the apartments, it's a garage, and it's two extra spaces. The current owners have run mm. the theater for the past two decades. What's what town the, is this? Hutchinson. Hutch. And what's the uh, cash flow? What are we talking here? I, I didn't get all the specifics. Well, you got, you got apartments and theaters. Can't put down an offer unless mm. I know the cash flow. I'll give it to you. I'm, I'm not the real estate guy. How old is the roof? What about the plumbing? Yeah. What about the sewer? <laughs> boiler. It's a boiler. What about uh, the use oh. of fossil fuels? They're not. Uh, well, Hutchinson was not worried about that way back when. The uh, story that Rook's been waiting for all day, the Minnesota State Fair. Yes. Revealing a list of new food to try at the Great Minnesota get-together. The fair begins, uh, boy, what, I don't know, five, six weeks here. August 24th runs through Labor Day, September 4th. Uh, now, I just picked and chose... Picked and choosed? Picked and you ain't chose. seen them all? I, man. I, I did see them all. I didn't bring them all in. I seen them, though. Okay. Uh, I heard all one right, that I've, I've got a question about. But so go she ahead, chose okay. this baseball for me. <laughs> That's right. Here's the ones I picked out that sounded interesting. Bacon-wrapped waffle dog at Nordic Waffles. I could do that. I could do that. Uh, Bacon-wrapped waffle dog. So there's a dog in the waffle, and the thing is wrapped in bacon. Grilled bacon-wrapped Kramarchuk hot dog served on a Nordic waffle with cheddar cheese, pickle slices, and a crispy onions uh, with dribbled burger sauce. Matthew, how come you can't come up with something like that? You know, That's a lot going on there, though. No. I thought it would be more of a breakfast item. You're a food... I would dare say almost a professional. Thank you, Ken. I but you're just that. a pretender unless you can come up with something for the state fair. <laughs> Seriously. Onions. Mm-hmm. Bacon-wrapped onion rings. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Uh, Lulu's Public the... House Cheesecake Curds. Uh, John's doing the news. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I did have that, but that's okay. Brooke can do it. Uh, how about the, speaking of cheese curds, as long as we're there, cheese curd stuffed pizza pretzel at Green Mill. Oh, I could do that. That <sighs> sounds be... pretty good. That sounds really good, but... This is one I'm not going for. This is at Shanghai Henry's. 
yeah. crispy lutefisk <laughs> steam bun. No, that was my next one. You're right, Brooke. Oh, can I still walk these on your phone? Uh, one of our moles sent this over today yeah. and said, "Here's the. Uh, I wonder how much this will be on Garage Logic." I just want to be re- reassured that I can walk ten feet over to that taco stand next to us at the fair and buy three very disappointing ch- uh, tacos. And then bitch about it for the next two days. Can I, can <laughs> yeah, I still you do can. that? You know what else? I can guarantee the price will be up another buck this year. On Good. That's even better. Even better. We've got to be up to 10, 10 bucks by now. I got the Holy Ham Loaf Breakfast Sandwich at Hamlin Church Dining Hall. I just like the name of that, that one. That sounds safe. Holy Ham Loaf. Yeah. Uh, Dickle Pickle. Dill pickle? No, no. This dill is a pickle. no for me. What? Wait, what? what dill pickle? Dickle pickle? Yeah. This the dickle pickle, need... but you have to know the secret handshake to get in. <laughs> is there an upside wow. down pineapple in front of the yes. stand or yeah. dill? <laughs> flamingo? Dill, dill pickle cheese curd taco at Richie's Cheese Curd Tacos. What's wrong with people? Crunchy Balboa at the Herbivorous Butter or Butcher. Deep fried tortilla with vegan roast beef. I don't know what vegan roast beef is. You haven't is. hit the one yet it's that I had a question about. Okay, uh, let me see what well, it might John's be. John's doing the news, Rook. Go, John. I just, uh, I just have two more, Rook. You keep looking. You'll find Joe's, I'm sure. Uh, Irish butter ice cream over brown sugar cinnamon toast. At, that's right next to us at the Blue Moon Dining Theater. Let's it all get delicious. diabetes. Right next to us? <laughs> yeah. Well, Blue Moon's right down the yeah. aisle there. Huh. Fast Channel 5. Oh. And... And the last one I picked was pickle fries, because that just sounds good at Mike's Hamburgers. What is that thing that Roycey always walks up to? the Gizmo. Uh, gizmo and yeah. what does he come back with? It's something that's uh, amazing? The Gizmo. Yeah. yeah, the Gizmo. Oh, it's called, it's the, called gizmo. the Gizmo. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you buy it from Gizmos. It's, no, you buy it. At, the one food I had a good. question about was... What? You didn't answer me. <laughs> What's lobster? his name, guys? Huh? Loaded lobster fries? At Cafe Carib? Yeah. How do you get lobster inside a fry? Lobster in garlic and herb butter served on a bed of French fries sprinkled oh. with Old Bay oh. seasoning, topped with bacon, drizzled with homemade chipotle mayo, and garnished with green onion and a lemon wedge. Uh, the presentation, it looks good, but I'm just wondering about the, you know, how you long has that lobster been out of the ocean? lobster walking around, it's 110 degrees. Uh, you have to be dedicated. <laughs> yeah. Kenny, really the to answer be. to your question is it's Italian sausage with cheese on top of it. It's in a bun. Where's it at? That, where you uh, buy it? Who do you buy uh, it from? Who's the guy? It's a guy's name. Tony Letteri. Tino 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 Letteri. Tino Letteri, sorry. So it's called Tino's. Yes. Which what, what really? food item? It Isn't was it a, called Tino's? The Gizmo? Wasn't Tino no, no, no. The Gizmo's up by the Sky Ride. That was Greg yeah. Danya's um, tag team partner. And, uh, <laughs> no, it's Lou Danny's son. T- Tino's yes. got um, pizza on a stick. He's right by our. Uh, he's right outside the Midway. But here's the one I was looking at: the Italian Duo Dunkers, Sarah's Tipsy Pies. I can feel people. Turning this show Absolutely off. not. They're, ah. they're excited for it. Two Italian-themed hand pies, one with seasoned Parmesan crust. Hand pie. One hand with pie. S- sausage, <laughs> pepperoni, pie? and oh, mozzarella. I'll, I'll wait after the show. I'll tell yeah, you. I'll tell you later. <laughs> the other one with chicken, <laughs> mushrooms, and spinach and a creamy garlic oh. Alfredo sauce. The first hand pie you mentioned sounded good. Parmesan Parmesan seasoned crust, sausage, pepperoni, and mozzarella. Yeah. It's a girlfriend's nickname. I take a hand pie like Jeez. that. Hey, what? Yes. Hmm. That sounded good. I'll I take two. Uh, 
at this point, I'm going to uh, pass it along to Rook to let him talk about whatever he wants before we do any more news. Well, Minnesota Masonic Charities wants you to know that one of their <laughs> state fair food favorites is... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, MNMasonicCharities.org. Let's slow her down a little bit and let's talk about... You know, uh, there's so many people out there that need help, and a lot of times the government does not always come through. So when a private organization decides to help people, old people, young people, students, etc., they get together, they get a good plan, and they say, why don't we start it out with some, how about scholarships? Now, I told you yesterday, there were so many uh, scholarships. I'm not going to, I can't read every one, but I, I want you to go to their website so you can read every one, and we're not doing it while we're here on Garage Logic. Poke around the website, mnmasoniccharities.org. What's the reason that they're on Garage Logic? Well, they realize that everybody thinks they're a secret organization. They're not. Everything is out in the open, especially through their website. They want you to learn about them so that you'll get involved. You might nominate someone for one of the scholarships, or you might have someone that is a candidate in your own family. Whatever the case may be, check them out online. Poke around their website. News and events, scholarships, the Masonic Historical Buildings, podcasts. they got a great podcast going. Uh, Minnesota Masonic Charities is online at mnmasoniccharities.org. Poke around the website today, and if you end up calling them or getting in touch with them, let them know that you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. From high atop the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, we're celebrating 30 years of Garage Logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. You want to? Take the phone outside when we come back from the break so we can hear you dive off the diving board. Uh, well, I can't take the blur line off. Can't take the blur line. I can give you a big uh, belly flop, sure. I'd love to hear that. The $2,500 dip. Want to hear the $2,500 dive? All right, I'll call Rook and You, the other you line. call back. We now return to the Royce estate. Are you yes, there? Now, are you holding the phone? I'm holding the phone, but I'm going to set it on the diving board. All right. Well, when you bounce on the board, though, you'll lose the phone. No, I'll dive off the cement next to the diving board. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot, splash the phone. So a lot of guys, work. of course, would set the phone on the cement and go <laughs> off the diving board. Yes, that's a possibility, too. I'll do it that way, Joe. Well, whatever you are comfortable with, this is a $2,500 belly flop. Here we go. All right. Here we go. frolicking he's doing that little back float where the toes are out of the water and he's paddling you know he's paddling over the side he's actually swimming right path yeah how, how <laughs> well worth it <laughs> it sounded great well my goodness just think i could have this down to 750 a swim before the summer <laughs> Goodbye. See you tomorrow. All right. Oh, the uh, the twenty five hundred dollar dives. Thirty years of Garage Logic is brought to you by North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. To learn more, go to nabankco.com. Join us all summer long as we look back at thirty years of GL memories. 
truth, justice, and the suture. Kenny, uh, I have a better idea. What you could do is you could head to North American Banking Company or nabankco.com, start your own checking account, and that's how you're going to get that money for that. No, 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 no. Top secret checking account. Very good point. Very good point. They take the time to get to know you. Every time I go in, they greet me by my first name. I'm talking about North American Banking Company. One of their six locations are ready to serve you. My location's in Roseville, but they are also at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their brand new location in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the service of a community bank. And North American Banking Company is locally owned and operated, which means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They are not sent out of state. This helps business owners solve problems and expand their business with confidence. And they've been at it since 1998 when they opened their first location and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you. So like I mentioned, check them out online today. NABankco.com. That's their website. North American Banking Company member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender and a proud supporter of Garage Logic's 30th anniversary. Thank you. North American. Yeah. yeah. There's a uh, a somewhat sordid story to start the second portion of the news. A 56-year-old Burnsville man oh. dismembered his mother, scattered her remains as he drove out of town, and wrote an obituary complete with services he never intended to hold, according to a criminal complaint that we found yesterday. Troy Mittness charged yesterday in Dakota County District Court with second-degree intentional murder in connection with the stabbing in June 2022 of 82-year-old Sandra V. Mittness. Troy Mittness appeared in court and remains jailed today in lieu of $2 million bail. The facts, according to County Attorney Kathy Kena, in the case make it one of the most horrific and disturbing cases she says she's experienced in her 34-year career. The court records show that Troy Mittness was committed in 2011 to the custody of the State Department of Human Services after he was found to be mentally ill. An investigation into mail theft led police to a bank account under Sandra Mittness's name that had received some of the ill-gotten proceeds. Police asked Troy Mittness where they could find his mom and asked her about uh, the deposits. At first, he said she was in Millbank, South Dakota, and then said she had died in June of 2022. An obituary in an envelope with the funeral home's address was found by police in the residence. The funeral home said it never provided any services for the woman. After numerous family and friends were called to police that they hadn't seen Sandra for several months, a missing person's case was opened. Several in the family said Troy told them his mom died in the past year, saying she fell down the stairs in June of 2022. One relative bought Sandra Mittness's car from Troy, who seemed anxious to get rid of it. The relative then sold the car to another person who allowed police to examine it. Inspection of the car turned up evidence of blood. So did a search of his home. Under police questioning, Troy admitted killing mom because he had spent all of her money and she was pressing him to see an accounting of her finances. Said he went online to research ways to kill her, stabbed her in the neck in June 2nd, 2022. Two days later, dismembered her, put parts of her body in coat bins, which he put in the car and then drove from Burnsville toward Appleton, Minnesota, tossed parts of his mother's body into a roadside ditch as he drove. Jeez. 
He said he left two of the bins behind a dumpster behind an abandoned rest stop on Highway 7 near Wilmer. Officers went to the property where the owner said it had been a rest stop. After buying the parcel, the owners explained they located the bins and moved them to a burn pile. Officers then took them as evidence. I wonder what kind of car. You know, the 83-year-old getting get rid of a pretty good car. I maybe. bet it was probably in pretty good shape. What if it was driving old, you know, like a Jag or something. <laughs> that, that unbelievably grisly story, and that's what you're thinking. Yeah, I was it's seeing a 79 color. Caprice Classic. It could have been a donk. A, a donk. Yeah. Yeah. A donk, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Star Tribune reporting, oh. My Pillow is auctioning off hundreds of pieces of equipment and subleasing manufacturing space. After several shopping networks and major retailers took the company's products off of shelves, the Chaska-based manufacturer recently listed more than 850 surplus equipment items on the auction site KBID. So well, I guess that endorsement's done for you, huh, Bog? So I was done with that a long time ago. <laughs> sewing machines, industrial fabric spreaders, forklifts, and even desks and chairs are up for auction. Founder and CEO Mike Lindell said MyPillow has experienced a loss in revenue and the items are no longer needed as the company consolidates. Major retailers like Walmart, Bed Bath & Beyond, and Slumberland all said they will no longer sell MyPillow products as Lindell continues to falsely claim the 2020 election was stolen from former President Trump. The auction does not appear related to the $1.3 billion defamation lawsuit targeting both Lindell and MyPillow, which is still ongoing in federal court. In that one, Dominion Voting Systems alleges Lindell defamed the company as part of his campaign to paint the 2020 presidential election as rigged. This guy had it all, and he tied his wagon to Trump. You know what he didn't have? He didn't have a friend to say, hey, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. The brother, just, I call it the brother-in-law factor. Yeah. When this started to surface, we all predicted that this was going to happen. This guy cool. really blew it. All you have to do is shut up. He's got 1,500 employees. John, do you have it in your news, uh, the pronouncement from the Archbishop of the Anglican Church in the U.K.? I do not. No. I believe his I name not. is Stephen Cottrell. Uh, during opening remarks at the Church of England's General Synod, the Archbishop of York suggested that the words of the Our Father could be problematic because they're oppressively patriarchal. Oh, wow. Mm. Now, which leads me to wonder, what's wrong with being a father? We can't Nothing. have fathers anymore? Huh. Currently. This guy can go bleep can. himself. Mm -hmm. I don't believe these phony <laughs> archbishops of York anyway, but he's opened up a can of worms there. Yeah. Where's the the world needs bleep you? Yep, yep. So he wants it to be our... Anything or any? Well, I'm sure it's like that uh, fruitcake uh, Lutheran thing we read the other day. The creed. The creed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Reeves. Uh -oh. Yes, sir. Groin kick this piece of. Oh my! You almost said a bad word. Uh, Anglican Archbishop Stephen Cottrell. Uh, we can't say father. What's wrong with being a father? Nothing's wrong with being that a father. Deserves this. <laughs> Color him father. Color him love. Who did the that Winstons. song, John? The Winstons. The Winstons. The Winstons. 1969, maybe? Great tune. Great tune. A wonderful song. Yeah. A uh, lot going on in this story. A Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department police report recounts an incident that started with a fight at one Las Vegas strip casino, ended up at a different casino with a man standing on top of a card game table 
completely nude oh. and exposing himself to onlookers. Party. He must have lost in strip poker. At about 11.22 on Sunday, officers from the uh, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department got a report of a fight near the Bird Bar at the Flamingo Las Vegas Hotel and Casino. When police got there, they said the fight had ended and only one person remained at the scene. Witnesses told investigators that a man had been attacked by a person, later identified as Brian Dentalchek of West Babylon, New York. Video from the scene showed Dentalchek engaging in an unprovoked attack and on top of another person who had only one leg. According to the police, wow, it's so weird. It's like Monty Python here. <laughs> after, after being pulled off the person, Danilchek ran to the hotel. According to a police report, security officers at the hotel told police they had seen Danilchek remove his clothing. Security officers tried to detain him, but he ran away through the casino, yelling and fully naked. Hmm. In Harrah's police reports, they indicate Dantelcheck ran completely naked through the Link Hotel to Harrah's, where he climbed atop a poker table, uh, flaunted, shall we say, his uh, stuff to anybody who passed by <laughs> while gyrating. Poker table. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Chris. Dantelcheck then changed his position to expose, uh, uh, let's let's say, his rear end to keep it. Where uh, are all the pit made. bosses here? Well, security was yeah, able to get him. If you see thing. the video, was they, there a, there yeah. was oh. a video of a brawl of gals too. I yes. saw that. Was yes. that in Vegas? Yeah. Yes, that was in Vegas. You know what yeah. I took away from that? Don't go to Vegas. Well, not only that, but girls Why? don't girls don't wear. A, uh, uh, well, how am I trying to say this? Mm -hmm. I don't wear There's, many clothes. A lot They're of these gals don't clad. wear drawers. Right underneath. That's a thing, right. Joe. That's they're a, they're uh, very skimpy uh, undergarments. Real, real deal. Yeah, I like, endorse. All of this is well, an advertisement. these gals, it didn't. You know, th this yeah. is an advertisement <laughs> for Vegas. I guess Who it among is, us yeah. can say you haven't ended up naked on top of a poker table? Come on. Um, uh, no, I have not that. Not that, that I not that I remember. Yeah, I, I, I know I can drive a bus. Hey, earlier I mentioned the uh, <laughs> there was a solar farm that went out in Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can verify that. It was in Scotts Bluff. It was called the Community Solar Panel, a 4.4 megawatt solar field comprised of 14,000 solar panels. Uh, it's not currently operating and will remain. Offline until repairs are completed, the Nebraska Public Power District confirmed uh, it's a state-owned public utility, and it was uh, wiped out by a hailstorm. So, okay, just thought I'd add there it. we go. Uh, nature wins again, huh? That's right. I did well, see that story, Joe, and they said they thought, quote, that the solar panels were hail resistant. Yeah, apparently they they were incorrect. Not that if, if well, the hail uh, stones were as big as cricket balls. Oh my gosh! Then oh, they would right. be solar resistant. How big could they or be? Not solar resistant. Hail resistant. Hail resistant. Yeah. 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 So, well, wrap her up for us. Jeff. A solar resistant solar plant would be a bad investment. <laughs> That's right. Let's, uh, I'm going to uh, bring a story in from yesterday. We didn't talk about it yesterday, although you guys may have. On, I didn't hear sports talk. Maybe you did. The seismic shift in the print and sports world. Oh, uh, we York talked about it, yeah. Did you? Yeah. All right, New York Times disbanding their sports department will rely on coverage from The Athletic. Remember, they bought The Athletic last year for about $550 million. The decision impacts more than 35 people in the Times Sports Department. Journalists on the sports desk will move to other roles within the New 
newsroom and no layoffs are planned. The New York Times company announced early last year it was buying The Athletic as part of a strategy to expand its audience of paying subscribers at a time when the newspaper print ads business continues to fade. Of course, uh, many brilliant uh, writers have been with The Times in the past. Red Smith, Dave Anderson, George Vesey, Jack Robert Curry. Lipsight. Robert Lipsite. Yeah, literally dozens of great writers. So no, no longer will they have a sports desk. That is sad. And, John, we learned from Patrick yesterday that the Los Angeles Times' new sports deadline is yeah. 3 p.m. I saw that also. Which makes yeah. the sports pages useless. Because they the don't next have the scores. Yeah. Why is that uh, inefficient? Uh... They just assume people can get the score electronically, and they'll switch the sports pages to longer uh, pieces that we call takeouts. Ah, okay. It's a Long, cost-cutting maneuver. Yeah, uh, The newspaper uh, industry is uh, on the ropes. Someone uh, texted me after our conversation on Sports Talk. They wanted me to ask you this question mm -hmm. because we joke, but it's a serious question about the fact that the Pioneer Press and was it the Chicago Tribune mm -hmm. no longer have a physical location. The Tribune does. The Chicago Tribune has some... Um, Small sure. building somewhere. But how many, what percentage of newspapers, I wonder, across the country are in that similar position? Uh, probably more than you realize. And the Pioneer Press does have a physical location, but it's, uh, it's not, box? it's, it, no, it's oh. not, it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not populated by a reporting staff. I believe it's where some computer people might be stationed to gotcha. keep the whole thing humming. Gotcha. Right. Uh, speaking of keeping the whole thing humming, uh, you're not going to get in a better grilling season than we're having this summer. So get to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats yeah. just north of Hugo on Highway 61. And if you're headed up north and you take your, uh, your cabin route takes you up 35E, Swing off at Highway 97, go east about 200 yards. There's another Grunhofer's right there. Load up your cooler with the brats, the steaks, the pork shoulders. The, All uh, sticks, what are you showing? Half me? off. Chicken oh, and beef sticks. Oh, you, half off. You guys love those sticks, don't That's you? That's on their. Uh, yeah, they're good. They're on Instagram as well at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Well, it's simply the best meat emporium the mm. GLers have ever discovered. 140 kinds of brats. The Rookie Burger, steaks, chicken, salmon, cheese, anything you can imagine in the world of meat and what might go with it is available at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. And all the guys Spencer has, all the guys and gals yep. in, the, in the butcher aprons, mm -hmm. if you have any questions about grilling or cooking, just ask them. They, they, they know what all they're that there stuff. For. You can get a pork chop about two, two feet thick. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that yep. a good one? Is that a we don't know? That's a thick cut. Oh, that's a, that's thick, a thick cut. That's a thick pork chop. Come on down. Mm -mm -mm. Take a long time to cook that oh, one. You I've, seen start. It. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen one. You uh, you get up to Grunhofer's in Hugo and Forest Lake, and you won't regret it for one moment. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Joe Suchere, the keeper of common sense. More of the latest Triumph models still arriving at the most exciting showroom in the region, that being Moon Motorsports. Drop in uh, there in Monticello. Check out the Triumph Street Treat Us. Uh, okay, here we Say go. Again. Triumph Street Triple. 
It's a 766 Moto 2 edition and the Triumph Rocket 3R Chrome edition. They also have the complete lineup of the latest generation of Triumph Tiger Adventure motorcycles, including the 850 Sport in both graphite and Baja Orange. The Triumph lineup, as you might have guessed, vast and varied, and you can see them all at moonmotorsports.com. If you're into the ATVs, oh boy, Moon just received a whole truckload of our favorite Polaris sportsman units. Polaris, of course, makes the finest lineup of ATVs and side-by-sides. You can check out all the exciting models at the uh, Monticello location today. We're talking Moon Motorsports here just off of 94, south side of 94, about 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandina in the villages, Florida, from the Traveling Lymans. Only one thing happened. That's it? On this mm. day in Minnesota what? history. Well, today is July 11th, so what The was death it? of a fellow whose name would also make a great band name. Uh, Amherst Willoughby came up in a nice. previous This Day in History, and I think that'd be a great band name. That Who's would. playing tonight? Amherst Willow. Yeah, we got to go see them. This name also would make a great band. They name. playing at the Sock Hop? On this day in 1999, Duluth's state representative Willard Munger died. Willard Munger. I think Willard Munger be a great band name. <laughs> he has served for over 40 years in the Minnesota House and was known as an advocate for environmental protection. And in the history of this state, this godforsaken state, <laughs> that's the only thing that's ever been noted for this day in history. Hmm. The death of Willard Munger. Huh. A battle of the bands featuring Willard Munger versus Amherst Willoughby. Mm-hmm. Who I'm would going win? to start keeping track of band names that we invent named for people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Willard Mungle, Munger State Isn't there Trail. Isn't a bridge up there or something? Trail. The, trail. the state trail is a Baseball system of field or... recreational trails between Hinckley and Duluth. Hmm. Amherst Willoughby and Willard Munger. Wilbur Munger. All right. We got two. It's also a hotel. The Munger? The, the Willard Munger? The Willard Munger Inn. Yeah. Before you say goodbye, I tried... Desperately, Jester, to get this in because he wanted me to play this for you to see if the mayor's head would explode. Uh-huh. We played some audio of the gift that keeps on giving Kamala Harris, and I know you have given me permission that it may come on the show uh, if it's apropos. Right. Since it wasn't, I'll play it towards the end of the show. This is your vice president discussing the issue of transportation. Transportation. And I again want to thank the secretary for your work. Uh, This issue of transportation is fundamentally about just making sure that people have the ability to get where they need to go. (laughs) It's that basic. Wow. If that isn't condescension. Pretty simple. One heartbeat away. Yeah. Thank you, jailer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you, GLers, for visiting PodMN on your smartphone to increase your interest, your uh, your listening. Um, Are you going antics? Kamala on us right now? Because transportation <laughs> must be done. 
and is important. What about YouTube, Mrs. Vice President? You may subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. Garage Logic is common sense. It's a show about nothing. No, that's Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sign up on the uh, Garage Logic Town Council. Go to garagelogic.com. Ten bucks a month or hundred bucks a year. Plus, you're gonna get great perks, wonderful perks in between the breaks. My teacher octopus. My teacher. It is that time once again where we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up the phone and do what I did. Dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice, and Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic and Josh, you know, I want to know personally, I guess, what's going on with Apple? It's down off of its high. Chris, while you're not a client of mine, I have had several calls in the last few days about Apple stock pulling back just a little bit from the recent high. Apple had hit a big, big number a week ago when it crossed over the three trillion dollar mark in terms of market capitalization. And when it hit the three trillion dollar mark, there were all kinds of talking heads, commentators comparing the value of Apple stock to, we'll say, the value, the total value of the French stock market. Or Apple's market capitalization is greater than the combination of several other industrial companies. And that's just absurd for a company that sells consumer goods. Yet, I have had a price target of Apple for quite some time of $250 a share. That's not tomorrow. That's sometime in the not-too-distant future. That's not going to be a straight move up from its current price of $188 a share straight to $250. The stock could pull back several times on its way to that current target, which, based on Apple's revenues and earnings per share, could eventually get that or and even exceed that, as I have raised my target on Apple numerous times since I started owning Apple almost 20 years ago. And during that 20 years, it has been rewarding and also not so much as Apple has seen several 30% or more pullbacks on a temporary basis. Most of these pullbacks have been on disappointments in sales or misguidance in analyst views, not so much in the company's views. Over the last few days, it has been announced that the NASDAQ is going to be doing a rebalancing of its weightings as of July 24th. We'll know the prospective amount on Friday According to NASDAQ rules relating to the NASDAQ 100 as represented by QQQ, when companies that have a 4.5% or more weighting by market capitalization on the uh, Qs exceed, the total the, those companies that have a 4.5% weighting exceed 48% of the index, the index has to be rebalanced. Apple, Amazon, 
Microsoft, Google, NVIDIA, and Tesla, their market capitalization exceeds 55% of the QQQ. So there's going to be a rebalancing, meaning that index, the indexes going to be producing a weighting, we'll say, of those companies. And the $200 plus billion that is invested in QQQ and other indices will see some poor selling of those companies. That could provide a benefit to companies, smaller companies, or even some of the companies that are just on the edge of that 4.5% weighting, like Meta, also known as Facebook. By the way, Meta introduced a new product last week to compete with Twitter called Threads, and Threads, in just a few days since its introduction, has over 100 million sign-ups. So the heavyweight bout between Musk and Zuckerberg may not take place in the octagon, but will take place in social media. Meanwhile, back to back to Apple. Apple is also going to be releasing their earnings on August 3rd, and typically before their earnings, there is usually a pullback as analysts, both on the sell side and on the buy side, try to ascertain or figure out how many iPhones have been sold, whether there's weakness in the chain or not. So do expect a little bit of volatility around Apple until then. And even with earning uh, coming up, I'm sure somebody is going to be disappointed. So just my usual words of caution relating to Apple. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation. Yes, I said the word free. So do not delay. Pick up the phone and dial 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. It's great to hear your voice, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Looking forward to it. We've got some other big news to cover when we talk again. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.